Hello everyone, what is up and welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. On today's episode, I speak about flexible dieting. So I put up a poll on my IG stories. What would you rather me do a podcast on? Flexible dieting or how to build up to your first full channel? And flexible dieting, majority majority rules, and this was the predominant one that people voted on. So on today's episode, I describe, first of all, what is flexible dieting, okay? How you can actually fiddle into your lifestyle. I speak about some of the misconceptions that people have around flexible dieting and mistakes to avoid. I then go on to talk about some best practice for implementing flexible dieting. And at the very, very end of the show there, I actually describe how you can build a flexible dieting plan a meal plan for yourself based on your specific goals, whether it's fat loss, maintenance, or muscle gain, and how you can actually build that into your lifestyle. So be sure to listen to, to the full episode, and that is going to be the topic of today. If you get value from the show, please pay the fee. The fee is not monitoring value. All I simply ask is if you get value from the show, firstly, you're following the show and you leave a five-star review if you're not already doing it. And secondly, just please share the show. Share with a friend, share with someone at work, share with a work, um, a friend, a family member, anyone at all who wants to improve their health, improve their fitness. I do not run ads towards the show and podcasts, they generally are very, very slow to grow. Okay, with social media, you can, one reel or one video, you can just go viral. Podcasts, it does not operate that way. It's always just through word of mouth and just building up a good rapport with your audience, with your community. So if you do get fired from the show, please share the show, share with a friend um, or tag me in your IG stories and let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. That is all I asked for. Okay, but without further ado, here is this week's episode all about flexible dieting. I hope you do enjoy. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. On today's episode, I want to specifically talk about flexible dieting. So what actually is flexible dieting? What are some of the misconceptions that people have around it? Some best practices for implementing flexible dieting. And towards the end of this podcast, then I'll actually describe how you can set up a flexible dieting meal plan for yourself to fit into your lifestyle. I'm going to start out, though, with what actually is flexible dieting. And I remember growing up when I initially started getting interested in the fitness industry. YouTube will be the place and the source of a lot of my information. I think it was Mike Thurston, but I could be wrong. But I, I think it was Mike Thurston, the video I saw of him. And obviously Mike Thurston, for anyone who knows him, he's absolutely jacked. He's absolutely shredded. And it was a video of him, I believe. Now, I could be wrong. It may not have been Mike Thurston. But whoever it was, it was a fitness influencer, absolutely jacked out of his mind. And he was having a huge bowl of cereal. I just could not get my head around it. How could you have a physique, have a body like that and have a bowl of cereal and get away with it? And then there was even some someone locally, I'm not going to mention his name, who started a YouTube channel when I kind of came a bit more well-versed in this. And he was documenting a day in his life. And a lot of his diet consisted of having Pop-Tarts, having cereal and very, very little, quote unquote, whole foods. But he was also eating in such a congested window that it was only like getting all of his meals inside a four hour, four hour window. So on one end of me, I was like, how are you doing that? And the other end, I'm like, 
why would you actually want to do that? Okay. But with flexible dieting, that was how I was introduced to the concept of it. It also is commonly referred to as IIFIM. In other words, if it fits your macros, you can essentially eat anything. So flexible dieting, the whole concept about it is there's no single best diet that's going to work for everybody. And you can technically eat anything you want and still lose fat once you're in a caloric deficit. Okay, so for example, if you listen to Joseph Rackage, the podcast a few weeks ago, he's a big proponent of the keto diet. Okay, he is absolutely shredded and he got absolutely shredded following the keto diet. Um, I myself in the past would have built a pretty decent physique following a paleo-esque diet for a while, but I was not able to sustain it. Um, the vegan diet, you look at, for anyone who saw the, the Game Changers, the show on Netflix there, a lot of athletes there in incredible shape who follow the vegan diet. Then you have IIFOM, as I mentioned, like Chris Bumstead, the number one athlete in the world, bodybuilding athlete in the world. That is kind of the proponent of the diet that he follows, the IIFOM approach. So the whole concept of there's no absolute one diet or one best diet perfect for anyone, just like in the gym. There's no absolute one best exercise that everyone must do. Sure, there are good practices, but there's no set formula, no set diet that you actually have to follow. And that is what flexible dieting is all about. The misconception is, though, that while no foods are technically out of boundaries, with flexible dieting, you can have a donut every single day. Jordan Syed, a great fitness influencer, he did a 30-day challenge where he had a big, he called it his Big Mac challenge. He ate a Big Mac for 30 consecutive days. And from the start to the end of the challenge, he actually lost weight. So that, again, is proof, living proof that flexible dieting does work. So there are technically no foods out of boundaries. You can have ice cream every day. You can have cereal every day. Um, I certainly wouldn't be having cereal every day because I just, <laughs> a bowl turns into the full box and I just know my limitations. But there's no foods out of boundaries. However, that doesn't mean that boundaries don't exist. So people think that with flexible dieting, you just eat whatever you want. But if you are not in a caloric deficit, you are not going to lose fat. Okay. Now, here are some other things that need to, you need to understand with flexible dieting. If you only equate for your calories, in other words, I'm going to eat 2000 calories a day and you don't care about the macros, the protein, carbohydrates and the fats. The calories are going to help you lose the weight. Focusing solely on calories will help you lose weight. But if you want to look better, that is where your macros come in. Your macros are your protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So calories will determine what you weigh. The macronutrient profile of those calories, they're going to determine how you look. Do you want to look leaner? Do you want to look shaped and toned? Or do you want to just be a smaller, skinnier fat version of yourself when you lose weight? And then the micronutrients of those calories you're eating, they are going to determine how you feel. Okay, so for example, I'll go back to the calories. You can technically lose weight eating nothing but chocolate and ice cream every single day, provided you're in a calorie deficit. Okay, you can lose weight doing that. But let's be real here. You're probably not going to look the absolute best. If you're just having a diet consistent of chocolate, ice cream, and pizza. Now, on the macro level, you can also lose weight 
following something like the liver king diet, where you eat one pound of liver every single day, or the carnivore diet, where you, you, you primarily eat just mostly meat, you don't have any fruits and veggies. And you can't even look good. I mean, the liver king, look at him, he looks fantastic, he looks amazing. A lot of people who follow the carnivore diet, they do, they, do, they look fantastic. Well, you're probably not going to feel the best. Which is why if you want to look good, if you want to feel good, you should consider your calories, but also the macronutrients of those calories and the micronutrients. And what I mean there is focus on food quantity, but also food quality. Food quantity is the number or the amount of calories in that particular food. Food quality is the makeup of that food. And naturally enough, someone who has something like eggs and maybe some avocado for breakfast you're prob and some veggies or spinach thrown in there with your eggs, you're probably going to feel much, much better than someone, as I mentioned, who had a big bowl of cereal with some Pop-Tarts and cinnamon buns. Okay, so ideally... If you want to look good, if you want to feel good, you want to perform good, both mentally and physically, your calories, your macros, your micros, they all come into play with flexible dieting. All right. So now that we're aware of what flexible dieting is, you essentially you can eat anything you want. There's no one perfect diet that's going to work for everybody. You can eat anything you want, provided you, you account for your calories. And secondly, I would say a protein. Best practice then for implementing flexible dieting into your lifestyle. So first of all, flexible dieting, it works much, much better when you actually lift weights. Okay, so you can technically lose weight without lifting weights. You do not need to go to the gym. You don't even need to exercise to lose weight. You can lose weight just by being in a calorie deficit. However, most people don't want to lose weight. They're not just after the weight loss, they're after a look. And if you ask someone, what kind of look they're after. It's typically the shape, the tone, having that definition. In other words, they want to lose fat and build muscle simultaneously. And fat loss will occur primarily with your calories and in the kitchen. But muscle gain and looking better and actually having that nice aesthetic look, that is going to come from lifting weights. And the single best way to improve your body composition, the ratio of muscle to fat that you have, is to lift weights in the gym. So flexible dieting, while lifting weights and exercising is not essential, if you want to improve your body composition, I know anyone listening to the show as a lifestyle lifter, you don't only want to look lose weight, you also want to look good as well. You want to feel confident in your clothes with your top off and just like the way you look in the mirror. That is where your body composition, the ratio of your muscle to fat is going to come into play. And to improve your body composition, the single best thing you can do on top of managing your diet is lifting weights. I'm not going to go into how many times a week or what's the best workout split. That can be done in, in another episode. But just for now, best practice with flexible dieting, it does work better when you lift weights. Secondly, you need to understand with flexible dieting that if you're implementing it, the scale may not change. For example, I declined Cullum, who I worked with last year, and Cullum was busy enough guy, would have been lifting weights for quite some time now. So he wasn't new to the game. Um, he was lifting weights for, you know, five, six years, I would say, in the gym. And he looks relatively lean coming in anyways. He's weighing around 73 odd kilos or so. And a big goal of his was more so just to get a six pack. If, if, we wanted to, if you want to really narrow it down, improve his body composition and get a six pack. And he would have been someone who was very, very consistent with his weigh-ins, with his photos. But 
he was kind of got to a point where he's a bit concerned, maybe six weeks out of the 12 weeks in, when his weight hadn't shifted at all. And he was wondering if he was doing things right. Okay. But thank God, and I know I mentioned this before in a previous show about another client, Gina. Thank God that we measured more than one metric of success and that we didn't solely just base it on the scale. That the fact that he was uploading pictures week to week, visually, we could see the progress. And when you compared his before and compared his afters, I cut him. <laughs> he did not lose weight. He may have lost maybe half, half a kilo, one kilo, which you know isn't really much over 12 weeks for the majority of people. But his body composition and the ratio of muscle to fat that he had significantly improved. So if you're implementing a, a flexible diet and plan, it is possible that you will not lose an ounce of weight at all. And that's okay. That is okay, provided your body composition does improve. And your body composition is the ratio of muscle to fat that you have. How much of me is useful muscle I want to hold on to? How much of me is useless fat that I want to get rid of? And you know what? There's no harm. For some people, they should absolutely pursue weight loss if they are in that obese bracket. But for others, you know, you can significantly change and change your appearance and how you look without the scale changing. All right. Next thing with flexible dieting, you can make it as healthy as you want it to be. Okay. So what I mean there is you can essentially, you can skew your ratios. We all heard of the 80-20 principle. It can be 90-10, it can be 70-30. What the 80-20 principle effectively means, this is the big misconception people have. They think it's 80% of their foods is from whole foods and 20% of their foods are from what we call processed foods. It's not 80% of your foods. It's 80% of your calories. So in a 2000 calorie diet, 1600, which would be 80%, will come from whole foods, single ingredients, non-processed foods. And the other 400 would come from what we call, quote unquote, processed foods. So with your flexible diet and plan, it can essentially be as healthy or as unhealthy as you want it to be. For example, I have a client, Lloyd, who eats relatively clean, but he really loves having protein bars. So he has one or two of those all real protein bars every single day. And I would say Lloyd, weekdays, he's probably 80, 20, sticking to it. On weekends, sometimes when he visits family, sometimes when he eats out at restaurants, he might be 70, 30. Another client, Siobhan, and she absolutely loves chocolate. Okay. But so she has a Kit Kat every single evening. And that is all right because we're able to fiddle into her calories because throughout the day she's having eggs, she's having good stir fry, she's getting veggies there, she's getting lean protein, she's getting clean greens, she's getting good quality carbs in. She's able to fit that in. So she's probably an 80-20 approach there as well. One of my other clients then, Sean, he'd probably be more on my end. I'd say I'm more geared towards the 90-10 approach that probably 90% of my calories are from single ingredient whole foods. And maybe 10% are from what we call more processed foods. Sean, one of my other clients, past clients, would have been the same. So very, very clean. You know, there might be the odd bar chocolate or protein bar here and there. But for the most part, he was eating predominantly whole foods. So you can make your flexible diet and plan as healthy or, quote unquote, as unhealthy as you want it to be. The thing you need to understand is, naturally enough, higher the ratio or skew towards whole foods versus processed foods, the better your body composition and results are likely to be. For example, if someone is 50-50, where a thousand of their calories come from McDonald's, the other thousand are coming from Whole Foods, they're probably not going to look as good as someone who's 80-20, where 
20% of their calories are coming from maybe protein bars or a bar of chocolate or a piece of some ice cream here and there. And the other 80% are lean protein, clean greens, and good, good quality carbs. Okay, so skew your ratios according to your preference, according to what fits into your lifestyle. But obviously, the higher the ratio is towards whole foods, the better your results will be. And then finally, I think this is really important with, with flexible dieting. It can be very, very good for someone with an all or nothing mentality. And we all know that all or nothing mentality that when I start the diet, when I do something, I do something right. Like, what's that even mean? When I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And there's no, there's no backing out. Or, you know, I hold myself to this high standard that when I put my mind to something, it has to be 100% perfect. We've all heard those stories where we'll start on Monday and we'll start in New Year's or we'll start after the holiday and we're going to go all in. And typically that all or nothing mentality where, you know, it's like, just use Christmas as an analogy. You go from having a selection box, maybe half a selection box every day, roses, celebrations, biscuits, all the treats, the drink, the alcohol, the, the bread, all of the processed foods on the 31st December to cold turkey, 1st of January. And that approach typically works well for a lot of people for about two weeks until the weekend comes around. You've been sticking to the meal plan and you have a donut and your mentality is, well, a donut is a quote unquote, it's a bad food. I've already effed up because I've had one bad food. I may as well keep going. So a donut comes into the box of the Krispy Kremes. You then open the press. You reach for the biscuits. You have the biscuits that have been, that's been staring at you for the last two weeks you've been cutting out. Then you might go for a takeaway the following day because your whole mentality is that in order to get results, you have to be 10 out of 10 perfect. And as we know, with flexible dieting, you can technically eat anything you want and get results, provided you're in a caloric deficit. And if you want to improve your body composition, your protein count, your protein count is, is at a good range. Okay, so this flexible dieting approach can actually be really, really good for someone with that all or nothing mentality who thinks that there's either good foods and there's only bad foods. Whereas, you know, life is not this black and white. And for some people, Saying yes to a donut could be a means of progress. That they've been eating so, quote unquote, clean and perfectly that if they eat a donut and they look at their body composition and they weigh themselves and it hasn't changed or maybe it's even gone down, that can be a big aha moment for them. Whereas for somebody else, saying no to the donut at work, saying no to the treats at work, that can be a form of progress for them that they actually had the self-discipline to restrain from giving into some short-term gratification. And even I encountered this myself. So I would have been someone with that all or nothing mentality growing up. I would have thought that white potatoes are quote unquote bad for you. And God bless my mum. We all know a typical Irish dinner, meat, veg, potatoes. She would cook the loveliest boiled potatoes and I would just put them to the side of the plate. Mum, I'm not eating those. Because I was off the opinion that white potatoes are bad for you. Okay. Just like I was off the opinion that bread is bad for you. And that is where I got into this perfectionist mindset as well. That I'm either eating good or if I do quote unquote break the diet, I go off it. And it'll be not just one, one bowl of cereal, but the full cereal. When I followed 75 hard, I, I, I spoke with this before, that mentality that 
it did develop somewhat of a bad relation with food for me because essentially it said follow a diet but no cheat meals so i had to unconsciously classify some foods as good and some foods as bad and on that day 42 when i screwed up and i forgot to take the progress photo what was my instinct all of these foods that i've been cutting out i just all of a sudden craved them and it was the only time i'd say i was never able to finish my dinner because i was just eating cereal I was eating chocolate. I was eating all of those foods that I cut out. Whereas with flexible dieting, it just helps you include some of the foods that you enjoy into your lifestyle and prove that it is possible to lose weight. And I think that's a big, big game changer and a mindset shift for a lot of people. Like, you know, you might be surprised, but you can eat bread. You can eat chocolate. You can eat, insert your favorite foods here. You can eat out at restaurants. You can drink alcohol and still get results. It's just more so fitting it into your calories, fitting it into your macros and understanding how to do that, which is what I'm going to speak about next. So how do you actually set up a flexible diet plan? So the first thing you need to do is, is to determine your goal. Is your goal to lose fat, to maintain your weight or to build muscle? And look, this is just, these are, I'm just throwing these numbers out here now, but they can at least be a start point. If fat loss is the goal, take your body weight in pounds, multiply it by 12. That would be your caloric target, okay? So, for example, if you were someone who weighs, let's just say, 75 kg, you weigh 75 kg and you want to lose fat, multiply that by 12, and that will give you, sorry, 75 kg, or we'll say you weigh 170 pounds, and you want to lose fat, multiply that by 12, that will give you 2,040 calories, okay? You weigh 170 pounds and you want to maintain your weight, if you multiply that by 15, that would give you 2550. Okay. And then if you want to gain weight, multiply your body weight in pounds by 18. So 12 for fat loss, I would say 15 for maintenance, 18 for calorie gain or for muscle gain. So 170 times 18, and that gives us 3060. Now, what happens if you are not losing fat? Well, then maybe multiply your body weight by 10. What happens if you're losing fat too quickly? Well, then maybe multiply it by 14. Okay, these are, I'm just throwing these ratios out here. All right, if you want to go really aggressive, you can multiply, you know, depending if you want to do a real sprint now, you could even multiply your body weight in pounds by eight or nine. And that'll be on the lower end. That'll be an extreme weight loss approach. It all depends on you and your specific goal. But the first thing is determine your calories. Um, so multiply by 12 for fat loss. 15 for maintenance and 18 for muscle gain, okay? If you want to go into more detail, just Google TDEE calculator and insert your details there. And again, it's a calculator. It's just a start point. Set number two, set your protein. So my, I recommend one gram of protein per pound, okay? So let's just say, for example, that you weigh 170, 170 pounds, 170 grams of protein, Okay then whatever calories you've left over from your protein. So in one gram of protein, in one gram of protein, there's four calories. So let's just say you're at 2000 calories and you want to hit 170 grams of protein every single day. 170 times four leaves you with 680. Okay, so that means 680 of your 2000 calories are coming from protein, which means you have roughly 1320 calories left to play around with and you can balance those calories amongst carbohydrates and fats. You choose your preference, okay? But the two most important steps for following a flexible diet plan 
is you determine your calories and you determine your protein. Some general guidelines with fats, because fats are essential, I would recommend having 0.3 grams of fats per pound of body weight. So again, that 170 pound person, multiply by 0.3, that'll give you at least 51 grams of fat there. Okay, other than guidelines too, aim for about 30 grams of fiber every single day. That's going to make sure you're getting some veggies in there, micronutrients, and drink two to three liters of water a day. But that is essentially it, how to actually set up your flexible diet plan. Determine your calories, determine your protein. Take away your protein calories from your total calories. And that is the amount of calories you've left then to balance out between carbohydrates and fats or just some of your favorite foods. The last thing then is determine your flexible diet and ratio. Do you want to follow the 80-20 approach? So you're at 2,000 calories a day. If you want to go with the 80-20 approach, that means 1,600 calories from whole foods and 400 from more, quote-unquote, processed foods. So those 400 calories, that could be a protein bar. That could be a protein bar and some ice cream, a serving of ice cream after your dinner, okay? That could be something like a croissant and a cappuccino. Okay, that could be, you know, insert your favorite foods here, a bar of chocolate plus plus some plus some sweet. Okay, you determine your flexible diet and ratio. Do you want to go 80-20? Do you want to get better results? Do you want to go 90-10? Do you want to make it more sustainable and just have it more long-term and go something like 60-40? Okay, after then that, make a list of the foods that you like, find out the calories in them and include them in your macros. So if you love full-filled protein bars and you know there's roughly 200 calories in those, okay, well, subtract those 200 calories from your 2,000 and you know that you still have 1,800 calories left to play with when you include your full-filled bar. And here's actually how I would work with your MyFitnessPal. Pick and include the foods that you want to, you're, you're looking forward to eating first. And then build your meal plan around it. So if you really enjoy that full fill bar, or you really enjoy um, some ice cream after dinner, put that into your food plan first. So your MyFitnessPal is at 2,000 calories, and you put in 400 calories worth of ice cream. Then that way you know that you can build your plan around the rest of the day, that for the rest of the 1,600 calories, it's going to come from more whole foods. Okay, and that is essentially it. That is how you set up a flexible diet plan. So... Determine your calories, determine your protein, take away your protein calories from your total calories, and then balance out your carbs and fats as you like. Okay, if you want to have ice cream every day, have ice cream every day. If you want to have a bar of chocolate every day, have it every day. You determine your ratios. Make a list of those favorite foods that you have, fit them into your calories, and just make sure you don't go over your calories and you hit your protein target. And that is essentially it, okay? No foods are out of bounds. It does not mean that boundaries do not exist. But these are some best practices there. Okay. And that is all for this week's episode. So just finally, I'll say a sample meal plan. So let's just say 2000 calories. This could be something like um, eggs and avocado in the morning with some sourdough bread. Okay. And we'll say the sourdough bread could be in the 20% there. You're following 80, 20. One slice of sourdough bread, that's 100 calories. For lunch, then you're going to have a salad. So it could be a chicken breast salad with some mixed veggies there. Okay. Um, we'll say we're at a thousand calories. Dinner is a stir fry. Stir fry is a chili con carne with some lean beef and some veggies. We're at 1600 calories. And then you also have something like Greek yogurt. We're at 1700 calories. 
which means for the final 300 calories, okay, you've already had the sourdough bread, that's 100 of your 400 flexible diet and calories. For the final 300 calories, that could be something like, hmm, okay, I like ice cream, I like cereal, I'm going to have a bowl of granola, bowl of granola, um, that could be your 300 calories, it could be a Bill and Jerry's, 300 calorie serving worth of that, it could be a protein bar, insert your favorite foods there, okay? It's very, very simple and straightforward to follow, but that is it as a whole. As I said, most important pointers are determine your calories, stay within those calories, and hit your protein target. How you balance out your carbs and fats and the ratio you want to use for your flexible diet and plan, that is completely up to you. What I will say, though, for most people is, you know, I don't think there's a... I'm so happy the movement that's coming along in the industry now that, you know, a lot of people just don't want to eat Pop-Tarts and jellies for breakfast. Like, eat like a feckin' adult. Don't be eating like a... You know, eat like an adult. I'm not going to say don't be, but, you know, a lot of people... In the past, it was like kind of glamorized where you eat like a child. But now I think eating like an adult and having mostly whole foods, it's really been popularized in the industry and, and I'm all for it. I'm all for having balance. I'm all for eating out at restaurants, socializing at the weekend. But, you know, just going, going back to how I started the episode of following these fitness influencers who were only showing the Pop-Tarts, the cinnamon buns they were having and not everything else outside of it. Thankfully, I think we're moving away from that message. OK, and just finally, with the flexible diet, and I've, I've obviously just skewed it towards food. It also applies if you're someone who likes to go for alcohol or go for a night out or go for drinks. So let's just say if you're going for a restaurant and you're going for food there, you might be 90, 10 during the week. And then. And then on the day that you're off your meal out or your, your alcohol, it could be down to 50, 50. But I recommend there if you're going drinking alcohol or you're going out eating at a restaurant, is you calorie cycle. In other words, you save some calories during the week so you can have a bit more at the weekend. 2,000 calories a day is 14,000 a week. And once you don't go over your weekly calories, you can instill, indeed lose fat. So for example, if you have 3,000 calories on Saturday, that would leave you with 11,000 calories for the rest of the week. And if you wanted to balance that out, 11,000 calories over the other six days of the week would roughly equate to 1,800 calories per day. So that's a simple way as well of, you know, flexible dieting, fitting it around social events, fitting it around nights out. If you know you're having a bigger or higher calorie day on Saturday, just subtract some calories Monday through Friday and also Sunday again the following day so you don't go over your weekly calories, okay? And that is all for this week's episode. So finally, if I'm so blown away by the amount of subscribers and new subscribers on both iTunes and Spotify. So if you're not already subscribed to the show, I would just please ask you to do that now. It does help massively with the reach, with the downloads, and just helping more people out and spread this message that I'm trying to spread. So I would appreciate it. It only takes one second if you leave a five-star review and follow the show if you're not already doing so. I'll also post freebies in the show notes. So if you're someone who would like access to my free three-day total body training program, it's an upper, it's a lower, it's a full body split there. Just just click the link in the bio for that. Or if you'd like access to my Living Lean Recipe Cookbook, which will actually tie in nicely with the 80-20 principle here. Some lovely recipe ideas, everything for protein pancakes, protein breads, my protein oat bread, game changer. Absolutely love it. And amongst other recipes, I'll also post links for that in the show notes. But that is all for this week. Lifestyle Lifters, hope you enjoy the show. Catch you guys next week.